Good morning. Please stand as you are able for the reading of today's New Testament lesson from the book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 1 through 10. He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The text, which was so beautifully read today by Angela, overflows with symbols, images, metaphors, woven tightly in a fast-moving plot. Each item is worthy to be mined for its wisdom. But since we have 20 minutes, many of these spiritual lessons will have to be left untouched. And here comes my teacher's thing here. That's your homework. Read this text over and over again. It's rich. Crucially, at the center of this tightly woven story is an experience of transformation, of conversion. Here we have it. Zacchaeus is born anew. into a world of generosity, a new world for Zacchaeus. I will be talking about generosity today, generosity and its first cousins, compassion, empathy, loving-kindness. But I feel like I'm preaching to the choir. Brandwood United Methodist Church is generous. Extravagantly so. Not just with your money. You can't worship here without money. Significantly though, with your time with your kindness, 
patience, with your deep mind, your brilliant intelligence, which thinks out of the box, with creativity that makes things happen. Nothing is too big or too small. Let me say this in English. Nothing is too big or too small for you and your smiling faces. So this morning's meditation is offered in the spirit of celebrating this church. Today we celebrate the generosity of Christ embodied in this community of faith and spreading throughout the world. Come with me to a relevant text that I chose. Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must dwell at your house. So he came down at once and welcomed, welcomed him gladly. So far, so good. However, what follows irritates me a bit, if one is allowed to be irritated at the gospel. See, there are absolutely no details about how their dinner went. What did Jesus and Zacchaeus talk about? What did they eat? How was the wine? What happened? Give us some details. Come on, Luke. Nothing. We only get told Zacchaeus' reaction. Look, Lord, here and now I give of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back fourfold. One more irritation about the lack of information. I have a question. I have many questions. How do you get to change Zach's life in the short time span of a dinner? I am in need of serious changes in my own life. And it's taking a lot of time. And the progress is spotty at best. Ask my wife. I need a 12-step to-do list to be transformed in the next hour or so for the next service. So I'll be better. Nothing. Maybe Luke is silent about the details because what happens between Jesus 
And Zacchaeus is just that, something that happens between Jesus and Zacchaeus. We need to have our own story. We need to climb our own tree. We need to do whatever it takes to get the attention, to get notice, to be the squeaky wheel. I'm learning Southern. So that Jesus may invite himself to our home for dinner. Then we have our own experience of salvation and transformation and be born into the realm of generosity or whatever particular field you need to be born into. Actually, more questions. What is it about Jesus' self-invitation that is able to open those tight fists and turn Zach's palms transparent? To release Zacchaeus not to hold back, to let go of all that wealth and be a blessing to those around him. What is it about Jesus dwelling with Zacchaeus that has the power to transform him? It was not unusual for Zacchaeus to end his transactions with his clients and leaving behind crying fathers and desperate mothers. Farming in Galilee is not easy. On many an occasion, farmers realized that this year's harvest was not going to be enough to feed the family. After a whole year of preparing the soil, sowing the seeds, toiling with sweat, and hoping that nature would be kind, gracious, they realized the yield would be disastrous. Not able to provide for your children is heartbreaking enough, adding insult to injury. Here is Zacchaeus, demanding a portion of the harvest so that the Roman military machine could run smoothly. Not to mention the extra revenue needed to sustain the luxuries and debaucheries of the senators in Rome. What is it about Jesus breaking bread that empowers 
Zacchaeus to break away with his old life. How many tears did Jesus wipe from Zacchaeus' tortured soul that he's ready now to wipe away tears with his generosity. Those tears, those agonizing, continuous drops running down sun-baked faces of these nobodies gathering a river of liquid injustice curving slowly but cutting deeply into the arid dry faces leaving behind carved canyons whose skin exposes the layers of suffering and famine. The stratified sedimentation of scars of wounded men, women, and children. Do I see these rivers of tears? Do I really see them? Or have I become desensitized? Are these tears of suffering no longer a concern to me? Something happened to Zacchaeus when Jesus dwelt in his home. Zacchaeus received new eyes to see. Those pain-filled tears are now windows, openings into the veiled souls of the farmers. He could no longer look, look at the farmers and see merely resources for the Roman Empire. In order for Rome to remain a world power, some parts of society has to sacrifice itself for the greater good, of course. In order for the Roman military to be ready to crush any hint of rebellion, some social class has to sacrifice itself for the greater good. The political administration must wield power to control people and call it Pax Romana, the Roman peace. 
political administration that looks to me more like incarceration must necessarily relegate some people to working the earth to squeeze money out of blood and dirt. The Roman way of life requires that vast swaths of the population must fall through the cracks. I think Zacchaeus must have told himself this story before he went to bed every night. Not anymore. No, no, no. Those new eyes are now new lenses collecting the faint light of the soul. Light that traveled immeasurable distances to reach Zacchaeus' heart. New eyes with new lenses concentrates the light from the infinite depth of the soul. A soul relegated to the black night of indignities. Now a light that illuminates the extraordinary dignity of these nothings. The nothings, the replaceable masses, summoned compassion and mercy in Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was now able to see it, the disgrace of poverty and hunger and pain and sickness. It's getting dark, isn't it? However, it is not only misery that defines the heart of the oppressed. Something else and more essential constitutes the human heart. It is above all beauty, the beauty of each individual, the ineffable glory of each and every one of us that catches Zacchaeus' attention. Yes, beauty. I do not mean the objectifying, sexualizing, grotesque, disfiguring of bodies that nowadays goes by the name of beauty. I am not talking about the shallow prettiness 
on glossy magazines of digitally mutilated movies and then inscribed on the bodies of our, of our children, of our youth, and maybe also on us middle-aged people. Now, I'm talking about the beauty which comes simply because you are created by God. You are imprinted by God's image. The beauty that emerges from God's glory in us. Can you see it? Can you see it? After the invitation, Zacchaeus seized, vulnerable, fragile, beautiful faces, children of God. When the tears of our neighbor wake us up to their humanity, our moral responsibility is awakened. We are regenerated for generosity. The only way I can make sense of the generosity of this church is that you, like Zacchaeus, have had dinner together with Jesus, haven't you? Let me give you a few examples. Take the Stephen ministry in this church. The goal is simple. Give comfort to those who are brokenhearted. But do you have an idea how much energy, time, planning, worrying goes into making this ministry possible? The Stephen minister leader has to undergo an extensive training who in turn trains the Stephen minister, who in turn walks with, loves, and restores the brokenhearted. And what about the South Africa Outreach Program, also run from this church? Every day, a world away, hundreds of children are fed, educated, loved, and led into the arms of Christ, the Angels Care Center, a trauma response ministry for people who have experienced abuse, violence, our brothers and sisters are fed and provided health care 
415 students, 30 teachers, bonded, bonded generous in generous connection with this church. The Healing House Ministry just celebrated their 100th graduate. The Healing House Ministry is a ministry for women who used to be chained to addiction, who are released from that sickness, and who are freed into a new life of purpose, of meaning, of value, of dignity. Do you have an idea how much generosity goes into this? Sunny Day Club, Career Transitions, Mexico Ministry, Middle Eastern Ministry, the hundreds of Sunday school classes of all ages, the youth ministry, the children's ministry, the church would not be this church without them, without you and your generosity. And I cannot talk about the Andrew ministers because that's an area that I am supervising and it would not be just nice to just promote your own uh, ministry. It's just not done. So I will not be talking about the hospitality team and the Andrew ministry team. I will not be recruiting from here. That's just not fair. But should you have any questions, I'll be out there. I'm in trouble now because these few ministries don't even begin to give an accurate picture of how much generosity flows from here into the world. Well, my time is up. I have three more pages. I'll go to the conclusion. You are what you do and how you do it. You give generously for the sake of loving others and you are, like Zacchaeus, a child of God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.